0: Does what you wear and how you act at a veterinary conference matter? This week, we want to talk about your responsibilities and maybe what you should consider before you attend your next CE event. This week on the Veterinary Viewfinder. Welcome back to the Veterinary Viewfinder, the podcast that tackles the toughest topics in veterinary medicine. And a topic that can sometimes be a little tough is how do we dress, how do we act? What do we do when we're out at CE events? I mean, let's say you're down in Orlando and you wanna go to Disney, but you also wanna get your CE done at the same time. Is it okay to show up in shorts and a tank top? Or should you put on some business casual type of clothes? More importantly, how should you act when you're there? Like, you know, is this something that you can kind of just be yourself or should you have some level of professional deportment? This week we wanna talk about that, but before we get into all of that, as always, I wanna introduce myself, I'm Dr. Ernie Ward.
1: And I'm registered veterinary technician, Becky Mosser.
0: And Becky, I mean, we are quickly coming into what I would say is the fall CE season, but more importantly, we're really looking ahead to next January, February, when the big game starts, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is the warm up, right? We see a lot of state conferences this time of year. I know, um, in case you don't know, National Veterinary Technician Week is about a month away. Yeah. So a lot of the tech associations uh, line their conferences with this time of year, uh, including the North Carolina Association of Vet Techs. If you haven't yeah. checked out their conference this fall, it is in October down here in Wilmington.
0: Yep. So, Becky, one of the things that we were talking about, and this comes up, you know, every year is like, okay, we go to conferences, you and I are either attendees or we're presenting. And sometimes we go away going, oh my gosh, I had this lady. Feet up on the back of a chair, flip-flops, you know. I don't, she was listening to Jamaica music. I don't know, right? And we kind of like go, we're kind of surprised. Like, you know, it seems to hit us the wrong way. But but talk to us a little bit about, you know, professional deportment, again, from both an attendee and a presenter. Like, what do you think when you see people dressed in various modes of of attire?
1: Well, <laughs> I certainly don't judge. I guess a lot of times I'm super jealous, right? Because I'm in these shoes that are pinching the daylights (laughs) out of my toes and I'm in clothes that I don't want to be in, right? Because especially post-COVID, I really only want to be in leggings and a tank top and I don't get a B because I have to speak. So I have to wear like clothes and makeup and hair and I'm like, man, I wish (laughs) I could be really comfortable. I will say the feet on the chairs thing drives me insane and that's probably anywhere I go. Like, and airport, and it really happens.
0: It really happens, guys. Every I mean, I know, where. You're probably saying, "No way!" But I, no, no, no. Guys, I
1: think that <laughs> everyone has seen this. I, could, I don't I think anyone has not seen this, which is how predominant it is. Oh, I know that you're putting your feet up on the chair in front of you or alongside, beside you. That to me, that's a number one no-no. We can say that right off the top. Ever.
0: Yeah, and and feet on the backs of chairs and uh, airplanes too, guys. No, 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 no. It's just not not appropriate at all. So anyway, yes, I'm with you, Becky. But it happens.
1: Yeah, but I, I think that it is—it is a thing where I look around and I see a whole array of um, people who come kind of in their best business attire, looking maybe like an interview, and maybe it's an opportunity that they're enjoying because they wear scrubs all the time, and so they're—they're they're like, "Oh, I love to dress up," and then you kind of see the flip side of it where it's like somebody who looks almost in their jammies, um, <laughs> or just like really kind of super, super casual, right? And. I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with that, but I, there's definitely been conversation among professionals in the industry about your image, the way you present yourself, and um, and how you behave at these veterinary conferences.
0: Right. And and again, viewfinders, we are not passing judgment because we want everybody to express themselves. What we're saying is that there, there's a lot of discussion in the industry, the profession, and this extends to medical, human medical profession as well, about what how should we behave in a professional setting, a professional environment, such as a continuing education event? And the reason that this is important is because many times people think this signals to the public how you take, how seriously you take that event, right? So if you're there to educate and learn the best and the brightest or whatever, sometimes they think, well, gosh, you know, should you be wearing your, your, your robe <laughs> to, the, to the thing yeah. and have flip-flops on and put your feet up? And again, I'm not saying that in any way inhibits how you learn at all. Right. But what we're saying is, what does the public view it as? And so, many years and ago... And does it matter? And does it matter, right? right? And it probably doesn't except for maybe if it makes the news. And and I can tell you, having gone to a lot of human medical conferences around pet obesity or around obesity, and I'm there for the pet obesity part, uh, you know, I've, I've really noticed that in many of those instances, they are dressed more smartly, if you will, right? They're more professional attire in general. So, I think it's cultural cultural as well, Becky. I mean, is that informing some of this conversation? Like, it seems like certain professions maybe have a more relaxed dress code at CE and others have a more, you know, rigid. Does that? Does well, I have that... no
1: idea because I've only ever been to vet tech one or veterinary conferences, right. but I could absolutely see that. And some of that makes me wonder, and it ties back to how did they get there? So, like, I know, especially when you bring up Orlando, I think it's such a, well, Orlando and Vegas, right, are big conferences right. that everybody really enjoys and they're in locations where People are going to go have a good time and they're excited to, um, if I'm paying out of my pocket, right, do do I need to be professional if I'm not trying to find a job, if I'm flying under the radar, if I'm not there to be quote unquote Becky, right? Like right. no one's paying me to be there. My boss isn't paying whatever, or even if right. it is out of my CE bank, right? That's something I earn. Do I owe somebody my quote unquote professionalism? Or am I there to blow off steam with colleagues, grow my brain, grow my circle and and have some fun? I don't, I'm not, I'm not picking and I won't pick because I think it's different for different people. But I also feel like, what is it if your boss is paying you and you are being paid to be there and it is maybe something that is being kind of given to you as part of your professional role in the clinic? Is there a difference at that point?
0: Yeah, that's a really good point, Viewfinders. This is how I feel as an owner. Like if I'm paying you, and I I appreciate that you're saying you've earned that as a part of your CE, you know, benefit. I get that, right? But still, that's part of your compensation package. If I'm paying you to go to an event, does that change sort of that relationship? So like you wouldn't show up at work and flip-flops and put your feet up on the chairs, right? And just sit back, even though you may be capable of doing that to do your job but you probably wouldn't do that at least not in my clinics I don't think you would and so you you go you see where I'm going with this Becky it's like okay so if if somebody else is paying for it does yeah. that influence your behavior, your attire and again viewfinders, I don't have a, a clear answer on this, but I can tell you I did sort of expect that. Like I expected that if if Becky was one of my team members and she was going down to Orlando and this was part of her CE, right? I would kind of expect Becky to be on her best behavior while she's you know in that professional environment. Now when she goes to Disney, woohoo! Yeah, do whatever. I don't care if you're in Vegas out on the strip at night, no problem. But during that daytime, I guess you'd say the CE event, I kind of would expect it. Is, is that unfair of me as an owner,
1: Becky? I don't know. I don't think so. I really don't. Now, I want to be the first to say, whew, I have overdone it at conferences. Um, (laughs) If you've run into me in the evening. And I'm real relaxed <laughs> and chatty and friendly or possibly don't even know who you are. Um, I have overdone it as well. Exactly. I blame the altitude. Uh, <laughs> for, I live at the beach, so everything else is at a high altitude. But no, so I'm just saying I want to be the first to say that somebody out there listening has has run into me in, in like less than graceful not, t- not at Not at 10 a.m. So. when you
0: were attending a, a session or, right.
1: No, 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 right, not at tech, well, yeah, but then I'm hungover, (laughs) let's be clear, I'm not even going to lie, so, like, that's part of this conversation, right, is I had so much fun last night at the tech party, let's say, because, you know, there's always these great tech events, that I am not (laughs) (laughs) bright-eyed and bushy-tailed the next morning, and so then, you know, where does that come down in that level of professionalism, like, am I required to suck it up and be at that 7 a.m. sunshine session, because my boss is paying me to be there, or is it okay for me to sleep in, relax, chill, and maybe get out there around noon? So I think these are the things we're kind of talking about and exploring because I personally, so for me, I think if this is coming out of my pocket, even if it is coming out of my, my CE bank, if I'm not getting paid to be there, if I have to take my vacation days or I'm not getting paid, I'm leaning probably a lot more toward, I'm going to be there to blow off some steam, fly under the radar. Um, I, I am... I am leaning a little bit more toward empowering people to like, you know, celebrate their life. But if I'm getting paid to be there and I'm expected to come back and present some CE that I learned because that's part of the, you know, all of those things that go for a lot of folks, I do think that we're probably missing the boat for a lot of people. I do think that I see a lot of attendees coming and maybe not getting as much out of it as they could maybe because right. they're not that's being really obligated to do so. And, and
0: you know Becky, it's really interesting because this feeds into another element here and that is sort of respect for the profession, respect for your fellow attendees, respect for your workplace, right? I mean, there's all those other elements that that somehow our professional deportment or personal deportment sort of carry or transfer. And that's where I think it's interesting because yeah, I mean, I you know I, I certainly have have been guilty as well. You know, we've been at different conferences where things ran late one night or whatever and I wasn't one hundred percent the next morning uh, when it was you know time to do whatever, uh, not speaking, but that's another issue that I have. you know I just don't don't engage in that when I'm speaking. But getting back to just being an attendee, you know, Becky, what about your responsibility? To like the presenter, right? So I mean, if you show up and you're completely still hung over or blitzed out and you just are nodding off, I mean, is that disrespectful to the speaker and should that be part of your consideration?
1: Oof. I'm really glad you brought that up. Cause yeah, as a speaker, it is there, there are a few things that are really hard. Um when people are nodding off I, I, I'm not going to lie. I don't right. experience that a whole lot because I'm super loud and um, it'd be thing. really hard to sleep through my mouth. But um, I kind of don't take the sleepy thing super personal, especially at conferences, because it's usually like after lunch or first thing in the morning. And it's right. time that I would probably be sleeping, too. Um People talking yeah, to each other yeah. is my biggest, is really hard for me. And that's just simply because of, you know, my own neurodivergence. I can't move pat. Like when they're talking, it's all yeah. like my focus starts to go there. I have a really hard yeah. time not, I have a really hard time not being super distracted by other people talking. Um, so that one, that one I find really obnoxious and, and I find it exactly. obnoxious for the people around them. I see a lot of inconsideration for people around us. And it's funny because in my um, I'm taking ethics ethics this semester for everybody who's keeping up with my school. And um it was kind of talking about how, you know, our obligations to those around us and and how we do or don't engage and sort of like the nature of the need for public relations, public involvement, socialization, to help kind of remind us, right, of where our ethical and behavioral lanes are. So sometimes I think to myself, this is the first a lot of these folks have been in this environment. They've been in this big of a conference. Maybe the CE they're used to is like in their break room. And so that is how they show up on their day off is in jeans and a t-shirt because they had to come in for CE. They do have their feet up on the break room chairs because they don't care because they're all fam and they're chilling. So this might be the first that they've been to this level of conference, and there really is no coaching. There's no dress code. There's no, you don't go on these websites and there's any like tips on how to attend and what to look for, right? For first time attendees in that way. So I think that this can have to do sort of just like with exposure and understanding and then also kind of just history there right. are experiences back to that cultural
0: differences and I do believe this exists within different professions yes. and I know that it changes over time for sure but you know Becky again what I think you know I think you're right right on it's the fact that okay we kind of have this profession we're still a newish profession a lot of us don't have a lot of exposure to other types of CE and and for us we just sort of wing it right and I get that now the other thing Becky I want to go back to though okay okay we got all that um, there's two main elements that that I think we were trying to cover with you guys today. The first is how you behave. And I think we've talked about like, look, don't talk if you, you know, don't don't interrupt, you know, try to try to sit upright if you can during a lecture. I mean those are kind of the basics. but I know that the hot topic here is what do I wear? And Becky, this is where you know i I will say that I am a lot more open minded. I do. I do think that you know you can come in a relaxed attire if you're more comfortable because I want you to learn. And so if that means you being in a more relaxed attire, if that will help you take in what I'm trying to give, then by all means do it. But I think Becky, there probably are some some limits to that, right? I mean, you know, you you can't. You probably shouldn't show up in a bathing suit, for example.
1: <laughs> oh my! Oh my! <laughs> Or do, I guess, if you've got the bod. Uh, no, I mean, I get it, though, right? Because, like, let's th- let's think about Western. they yeah, have got those yeah. gorgeous pools down there, right? And so, like, I'm—and, uh, you know, again, it's kind of like—you're if it, you're exactly right. It's not inhibiting your learning. Wear what you want, I guess. Be comfortable. Who cares? Right. Like, I don't know that it really truly matters. But I think if you are looking for a job, if you're carrying your resume with you around these conferences— I think it maybe does matter. Um if if you are trying to create or represent a brand for yourself at that, at that time. I also do think that there it feels nice to dress up and and to look nice sometimes and we don't get that opportunity. So I see a lot of people take advantage of that and I think that that's okay and that that's good too. Um I think you're right. I think it comes straight down to it's not going to inhibit your learning then um you know, do what helps you learn and feel right. Um, as long as long as you're in line with your employer's expectation, because you're right. Now, you guys, I can't look at those conference websites, yeah, and you'll yeah. see crowd shots. <laughs> you see video from these different things, so like there is absolutely evidence. So just make sure that you're yeah, in line and, with and the it's, expectations it's you your employer.
0: To, you know, so I've, you know, again been in the profession for over thirty years, and so when when I came into the profession you know obviously it was dominated by baby boomers and so i think they were a little more rigid in their attire and suddenly now you get gen x and we're like i want to wear jeans you know i don't want to wear a tie man i hate wearing coats you know i mean you know me becky i'm more comfortable in board shorts all day long but so so we were starting to rebel against that and i remember like you know i I can i would show up i i did show up at a couple of, of conferences to present without a tie and someone pulled me aside and said you know, you really should be wearing a tie, and and I think today that's a moot point, right? Because again, there's a whole lot of Gen Xers out there, and, and and millennials and Gen Z, and so you know, I do think the dress code has shifted. But what I think hasn't shifted is the fact that you know we're still dressing nice enough, right, Becky? I mean, I think there's there is a line that that. Everybody has to, you know, it's, it's your own line, to be honest. But, you know, there is this line where you go, okay, I'm not yeah. wearing cutoffs, right? Like, you know, that's a line for me. Um, but for you, it may be fine. Uh, but I think that, you know, we do struggle with that a bit. Yeah. I do think that, that there's probably going to be a bit of a shift back and forth on this over I mean, forever, Right, and I think that we'll go through times where it's more a little, little more dressy and a little less dressy, and and I think that's okay too. I think that for me, the main thing I want to you know stress is your behavior, right, Becky? I mean, I think that we just focus so much on gosh, they're just all wearing T-shirts and ratted-up jeans, and we're going. That doesn't bother us as speakers or as attendees. What we don't like are people that are on their cell phone, are tip-tapping away, playing you know some kind of game on their phone <laughs> during a lecture. You know that that's the stuff that drives me nuts, and I think it's on. Un- professional.
1: I know, you know, it's funny because I know that we all kind of learn differently. And like sometimes I think in this day and age, especially people are so used to listening and looking like they have, you know, it's like kind of a new, new thing, but you're so right about like really obnoxiously clear. Um, it just, I'm ignoring it. I'm here gathering, (laughs) right. I'm just here for the CE. There was nothing else I really wanted to watch, to, to do. Um, yeah, I think that I think the bottom line here is that there is some consideration for the speaker experience. And I've never really thought about like calling that out, despite, <laughs> despite being a speaker and having a lot of frustrations. But um, yeah, I've had I have seen people be like really rude about things like i um, sitting on the floor. So for example, People love to not be near other people, right? So they go and they sit on in the far back of the room against the wall and then they sit down on the floor. Well, it, they don't realize it's a fire marshal issue. Like literally the fire marshal comes to these conferences randomly, walks through, and if he opens the door and there's people sitting on the floor, he could literally shut down yeah. the conference. Like yep. that's, that's the literal consequence. So, um, and I see people get so rude and nasty with the room workers about things like that that they they just don't realize what goes into it, and so I see people um, when obviously when masks were an issue, be incredibly rude about having to wear masks. Yeah. Um, people are rude about seating. People can be really really rude to to the attend attendees of the room, uh, not the people the conference people, yeah. but you know the people who are taking care of it. So um, yeah, I think you're I think you're right. An overall courtesy check, and that as an attendee, I guess you do have some responsibilities that maybe we do need to think about in terms of the people around you and, and the speaker and that you, you aren't at your clinic, you aren't in your break room. So it is more of a, an environment. Yes, you did pay to be there, but so did other people. Right. And we, we do want to be considerate.
0: Yeah. And and again, you know, this this is <laughs> I think sometimes, you know, I've been involved and, and most of the time the interactions are super positive. But, you know, every now and then I do know that there's someone who feels strongly in opposition to something I might have presented. And so they want to make sure that everybody in the room knows <laughs> that they oh. oppose what I'm saying. And I think sometimes we also have to sort of dial that back a bit, uh, you know, just simply because it it detracts from everything else. And that's not to say that you don't have a valid point and you probably should. I just don't know that. That's always the proper forum to express your frustration or disagreement. Um, I think if if you do it civilly, I have no problem. Like I love taking questions that are challenging, but I don't like it when it becomes really personal or emotional. You know, it's kind of driven by a, your own agenda, and, and you know, and, and I think that's sometimes frustrating as a speaker because it's like, hey, well, you know what? This is my opinion and perspective on this topic, and I'm sharing it with you. If you have a different one, that's great. But maybe you should sign up to be a speaker next year, and then you can have have your time as well. I don't know, Becky. You know, sometimes it's rare. It is rare, but some it is unsettling at times.
1: My service dog lectures people attend strictly to argue it, uh, and um, and then multiple times uh, regularly, I'll have folks attend with their service dog. And I know that they're there to check me. And like, right. a lo- they're never rude. The, I have never ran into anybody being really rude. I had one lady one time arguing with me that her cat was a service animal and that in, in the papers and the, the determinations of the ADA that it, cats were allowed. And it's absolutely untrue. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm only, only investing so much time in arguing with you right here in front of everybody. But right. um, yeah, there's always this sense of like... If you have a service animal, why are you here to learn about them? You're probably not. You're here to make sure what I'm saying is right, and I feel very comfortable with my content. But it always makes me feel a little uncomfortable if somebody who, like you just said, wants to kind of argue the point. For example, the lady with the cat. Like I was like, "Yep, nope," but okay. But in, it, it, it's funny because you're right. We are very introverted We, you guys, are all a lot of you are very introverted. Not us, but um it and then you don't want to say anything and then they'll come up to me at the end and they'll have such an amazing contribution that i'll wish they have said out loud and i'll be like oh my gosh i wish you would have said that so um do check your contribution if you if you have a a point to make it's really okay to ask like well what about right and like to, to if you're there to truly learn about the differences um and if you've had a different experience i think that's okay to talk about um and if it's really important to you, do, you know, stand in line at the end and speak to the speaker about it. That's, you know, I, I think most speakers are are willing to be challenged, but I think what people need to understand too, is that most of our content is, is made to fill a space. Right. And so when we have folks who are kind of regularly getting into this dialogue or like those over gosh, we love people who share, but then there's people who like, suddenly it becomes like a venting room or like everybody wants to talk about their experience. And you're like, I'm definitely going to run out of time to cover my content. Can be really difficult um, as a speaker to navigate.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. And again, you know, it's just one of those things where just, just, you know, how would you behave if this were your client or in your clinic or whatever? Just be respectful. I think that's the biggest thing. But Becky, as we sort of wind down today's, uh, you know, conversation, I do think that generation uh, generationally. meaning from boomers all the way to Gen Z, there's definitely been a shift towards a more relaxed attire, I think, oh, yeah. you know, a more relaxed attitude in general towards CE. I think a lot of this was probably accelerated by COVID because suddenly now you and I, for two years, gave only, you know, hundreds of webinars, right? Yeah. Hundreds of hours of webinars. And so, for us, you know, we we were taking CE at home, you know, in our board shorts. And so, that's like, okay, this is awesome. And now we're back in the real world. And it's like, well, I still want to wear my board shorts. So, you know. Know, can I, I will. I, I? I think it's
1: fair, <laughs> though, to say that I have done the same thing. So um, to be like when I would do my tech talks, I almost always wore a suit jacket. Y- you know, now I don't. I wear right. I'll tend to wear like a, sh- a dressy shirt or I'll go suit jacket, shirt and jeans. Like if I'm wearing jeans, yeah, yeah, I got to yeah. have the suit jacket. Right. I'm seeing a lot more of that and yeah. I'm feeling better. So I will say I have even dialed it back on my own since COVID as a speaker yeah. to where I'm a little less likely to go high level, but but I also feel like it's sort of like matching the difference, right, with my audience and compensating, right? Because COVID did change. Now, when I put on a suit, I feel very claustrophobic. I really want to be in something <laughs> elastic. <laughs>
0: right. Well, and I just, you know, I, contrary to what a lot of people might think or believe, I, you know, I never liked wearing a suit and tie, and that was, no. a, you know, I came up at a time as a presenter when you had to, and then, yeah. you know, I, and and now I'll tell you my preferred, like when I'm out at a conference, either as an attendee or as a presenter, I will like to wear sort of, you know, smart jeans, right? So, so nice jeans. Uh, a nice dress shirt or a nice de- dress polo or you know some a nice a nice enough shirt Uh, And then the the coat is like maybe maybe not because I've never ever look I'm from South Georgia Becky I grew up where you know wearing a coat was only for Sunday morning and you're like it's too hot just too hot you know so yeah exactly so I'm I'm you know I am a much more relaxed person and I know people used to say well gosh and you're used to always tell you know about how to how to make sure your staff is dressed and you're dressed and you always have the white coat or the you know scrubs and I was like yeah right because that counts our audience which is our clients they. That resonates with them. They expect certain things of a professional, and so it's kind of the same thing here. It's like I get it. It's all relaxed. It's different, but there are lines. And I, you know, again, Becky, I, I would love, you know, I, I've described my dress. You've described yours. I'd like to hear the viewfinders. Like, what do they think send is the pictures. appropriate? <laughs> yes, <send> us <laughs> pictures. <laughs> I don't know. That could get a little weird. Maybe I don't know.
1: oh you're not wrong send us appropriate pictures but like you're right what do you guys wear what do you think do you judge like in in the kindest way are you judging other folks around you what are your conference behavior pet peeves like let's chip in and coach each other through this since we all have to remember how to be in public, so let's help each other get through this conference season.
0: (laughs) Becky, it was funny. Uh, I'm not going to name it. It was a conference this year, and it's post-COVID, and uh, I was presenting, and I had on nice dark jeans and a, a very, I mean, a nice dress, white shirt, and that was it. And I came up, and another speaker whom I've known for years, and he was dressed in a suit. That was fine, uh, and he was with another speaker lady, and I know her very well. And uh, they both were like, "Oh gosh, so what are you doing today? Are you just uh, just hanging out." <laughs> I'm like uh, I'm in between lectures you know but you could tell they were judging it was a little judging I felt judged
1: Yeah. yeah (laughs) you were judged but at the same time too it's like everyone you've got your own measuring stick that's fine don't hold yours against mine but What's the collective thought here, right? Because that's just sort of an interesting conversation, and and like you said, I think generational shift. And there, and one of the reasons that stands out to me is because my one of my instructors in in tech school, um, we went to the NCVC conference when we were in tech school, and she essentially threatened our lives with you know professional dress and right. and the dress code we were allowed to wear at the conference, and you know heaven help us if we didn't. So. We all sort of emerge from tech school with this, like, you do not go to these conferences looking scummy. You represent your college. You represent this profession. Dah, 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 dah. Yep. So I know my alumni have a lot of that, but I also have seen a lot of them at conferences more and more. And it's funny because I think a lot of us that do speak, like I, when I recently attended AVTE, I wasn't speaking. And so I was like, I'm chilling. Like I'm wearing comfortable clothes and I'm going to have fun because this is the first time I haven't been speaking and working through this conference. So it's like, I really could see where folks are like, Hey, I'm going to blow off steam. I'm don't need to be all, you know, fancy. I'm not here for that. And I think that is kind of the shift and. If you work for conferences, what do you guys think? You guys are looking at the attendees. What? Do you, how do you want them to show up, act, and and be? Or do you even care?
0: That's right. And what do you do if someone next to you starts playing on their phone, talking to their friends, or putting Gosh. their feet up on the back of the chair? How do Start you respond? Coughing. That's, I right.
1: Cough That's right. I cough loud and in their face
0: <laughs> so how can they tell us wh- how they feel and what they do when those situations arise and do they feel judged when they are wearing relaxed clothes that a thing? What, what can they do becky
1: how can they reach us well for one thing you can come find us at a conference yeah. a conference season is coming up and i just want to say we absolutely love i am so flattered when you guys come up at the end of the conference and say i wanted to say hi um, you guys always say I recognized your voice, like I saw your name, but then I heard you and I was like, that's Becky. So come and say hello. That's the first thing. And then I get to see what you're wearing in person. <laughs> Other than that, if you're not making it to a conference this year, why don't you head over to our Facebook, our, our Instagram at Veterinary Viewfinder, or you can Twitter tweet and, and all those conference hashtags, make sure you're using them. And that's um, at Vet
0: Viewfinder. But the most important thing you can do is go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a Mm -hmm. five-star review because that's actually the best dress that we could ever ask for anybody. So do that today. You guys,
1: stars and (laughs) subscribe. It is the biggest deal. We appreciate you so much. And don't forget, you can shoot me an email at veterinaryviewfinder at gmail.com.
0: That's right. Until next week, stay dressed however you want. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we did it.